I'm Amy Emkes, and I am the manager of behavioral health operations at uh, UVA Prince William Medical Center. Hey, I'm Jennifer Strickland. I'm the IOP supervisor at um, Prince William Hospital UVA Medical Center. So what inspired both of you to get into the mental health field? Well, I can say for myself, I think, um, you know, most people will commonly say, uh, you know, they wanted to help people. And I know that's, uh, that's true for me. Uh, I was also very interested in how the brain functions and how that's different for people who are struggling with mental health or substance abuse issues. So that's what drove me in that direction. I think my answer is very similar to Amy. I've always been fascinated by the brain, how it works, just differences that can make such a big difference. Um, I think I've always liked trying to help people, but knowing I wanted more tools, more research to be able to help people in, in a better way. Can you tell me about the behavior health operations at UVA Health? So, um, it's interesting when I was looking at the questions at first, it's, uh, what I ended up kind of preparing was with the next question you have, which is what do we offer? So yeah. the title of behavioral health operations, um, kind of a misleading title a little bit. Uh, it really means that I'm in charge over all behavioral health therapists through our three different programs. Um, I always feel like operations kind of refers to maybe something else, but that's really what that means, uh, as opposed to nursing. Um, you know, I do straight behavioral health therapist, and then, you know, there is uh, a nurse manager over all of the nursing aspects of it. Um, so I guess for the department that I work with is the intensive outpatient program for substance abuse. So we we help adults 18 and up that are struggling with any kind of substance abuse issue, issue from alcohol, opiates, all in between. So it's a four month program um, kind of set up to give quite a bit of structure either for people trying treatment for the first time. Or maybe as a step-down program, someone coming from detox or from a residential program to kind of give them some structure with um, regular urine drug screens and um, basically group therapy along with other things that are needed for the individual, whether that's individual therapy, family sessions. Um, so it's very individualized based on what the person needs. So last week I watched... Uh... Jolly Roll, the country musician, uh, he was at Capitol Hill talking about substance abuse, and he said mental health and substance abuse go hand in hand. Do you agree with that? Uh, 100%. So um, we have an adult inpatient unit that's duly licensed uh, for acute psychiatric treatment and is also a licensed detox for alcohol and opiates. Um at any given time, I would say 99% of our patients are duly diagnosed. Uh, people tend to refer them, think of them as being separate, uh, mm -hmm. but I always think of them as being like sliders. You know, you move them back and forth for severity and you could have somebody at the extreme of either end, but you need to be looking at and trying to address both. Absolutely. Our program is called co-occurring capable, just meaning that 
we focus on substance abuse as the primary issue, but absolutely are we going to look at and treat and find ways to pull in other providers to support the mental health aspect as well. Have you seen the stigma of just talking about mental health lessening? I would say yes. Uh, I don't, it's interesting. I do believe it's talked about a whole lot more. And I think that's obviously good. You hear more openness about it in schools and more people talking. Um, the talk is good. I don't know that it's addressed stigma enough. Um, and all of the talking really hasn't given us a whole lot more accessibility. Mm -hmm. And I, I wonder if that lack of increased capability and options is a piece of stigma still hanging on. Absolutely. I think, I think again, you said it's, it's talked about a lot more. Um, I don't know if it's always understood more. I think a lot of like the one thing I hear a lot of my patients say is that they feel so alone because their family or friends don't really understand what it's like. So I think, I think, like you said, there, the celebrities are talking about it more. I think we have a lot more support groups, a lot of things that are going on, but I don't know if it's accessible by enough people or if they, um, especially families and friends understand enough to know where and how to reach out for help to help them understand it a little bit better. And with the, in Prince William County, there's going to be a crisis receiving center that uh, will impact a lot of mental health in the community. What? How do you think that's going to help people around here? Uh, for myself, you know, based on the information that um, you know is out there and what we've heard, uh, I think the biggest impact is going to be that accessibility. Right? They they are going to be able. You can walk in 24 hours a day see a provider, get assessed for level of care, uh, get connected to someone so you're not waiting for, say, business hours or playing telephone tag with someone. Like you can walk in there and start treatment moving at that very time. And I think that's going to be huge. I think the walk-in aspect is huge because sometimes, you know, it'll take people months to get in with a provider. So I think that'll be a great thing. I also have been thinking that I think just knowing that there's something new opening is going to create a lot of new conversations, whether it's between providers or, you know, um, people that are responding to crisis to explain more of the different services. I'm wondering if that's just going to open more conversations and open the opportunity for people to um, understand mental health and addiction a little bit better. So just talking to you, you do a lot to help others uh, with their mental health, but what do you do to help your own mental health? I think that's a fair question, right? Um, for myself, I think uh, support is key, both with my coworkers and my family. Uh, our behavioral health department um, kind of has like a smaller leadership team. Uh, but everyone is really great about backing each other up. If you're in, you know, kind of a spot, you're not really sure how to help someone or which way to move. Uh, we're able to help each other. We cover each other if somebody needs to step away. Uh, all of that is really important. 
Um, they're also a resource if you, you know, maybe have a spot of clinical uh, knowledge that you want to get from someone. So very collaborative as well. So that support is really key. And then outside of work, um, you know, I have my family, I have my friends, um, being able to have both pieces and really being able to kind of have some type of work-life balance is really important um, or is how I approach things. I know diet and exercise is good as well. Uh, try to do that as well at times too, but I'm not always the best on that. So it is a work in progress. Um, I think Amy covered most of it. Um, I think, like she said, balance. For me, self-care, figuring out what it is that I need to have outside of work, whether it is making sure I'm sleeping enough, exercising, whatever, spending enough time with family and friends. So I have that. I think also, at least for me, is knowing there's times that maybe I need to go talk to my own therapist. If there's the clinical things that, you know, are just getting overwhelming, that maybe it's better to talk to a therapist and in addition, seek support from my coworkers. I think it is, is key in any type of behavioral health setting. How does it feel for both of you to be helping your community with mental health? Um, great. Uh, little known fact about me, I was actually born in Prince William Hospital, uh, raised in Manassas. I still live in the county. Uh, so it very much is my community. Um, I know it really well. I've seen the ebbs and flows and changes over the years. And I get really excited at being able to play a part in that and what way we're moving and growing and how we can better serve the community because it really is my community. Um, for me, I think just seeing how the needs for mental health and addiction have increased over the many years I've been doing it in Prince William County, I think it can be overwhelming. Um, but I think sometimes for me, it's just stepping back and and really recognizing, helping that just that one person at a time. I think sometimes looking at all the needs and all the statistics that are going on can be overwhelming, thinking, how are we going to make a difference? But just recognizing when, you know, that one patient comes in and it's like, Jennifer, you really made a difference. Just, you know, seeing them get that insight and, and maybe not completely recovering in a day, but just those little increments that you're seeing where they are are getting it and understanding, I think for me is, is what's powerful. With you two working uh, closely together, what have you learned from each other? I think we're constantly learning tons from each other. Um, you know, not our greater behavioral health team, but also Jennifer and I, because we're the two say behavioral health therapist, yeah. right? So not medical. Um, you know, we frequently meet, we look at what's going on. Uh, we brainstorm together. We have different um, strengths and weaknesses. Uh, you know, there's a couple's issue going on. Jennifer is going to be who I'm, I'm going to go to because I know she really excels and she knows that a whole lot better than me. And I'm going to learn something from her on that. Um, we have an issue come up in a program, we brainstorm, uh, we can come up with solutions. Um, so I think we're learning from each other and kind of from the process that we're going through together all the time. 
I think I, I love this question. Um, I think I've learned so much from Amy about being a leader. You know, for so many years, it was about being a therapist and just watching her as a leader and being able to do so in a compassionate way. Like it's not this black and white, right and wrong. It's, she's really shown me how to take care of your team and how to be compassionate. Um, like she said, we both have our strengths and if there's a crisis, I'm going to Amy. Amy has really taught me a lot on how to handle a crisis, but I think also how to not give up. She's done so much and some things have taken her years to work on. And she just always looks for a creative. It's never, I know this isn't going to work. It's okay. It didn't work this way. It's let's keep coming up with a new option and try that. And then we'll try this. So just kind of keep going even when things are hard. You always answer things so much better than I do. <laughs> that was very sweet. Thank you. So how can people uh, reach out and learn more about the programs? Um, so we, I don't think we touched base on it earlier, but we, our third department for behavioral health is our behavioral health access team. Uh, they are embedded in the emergency department at Prince William Hospital. And they complete level of care assessments on individuals, child through geriatric, who present to the emergency department in some type of behavioral health or substance abuse crisis. Um, they also provide that to the medical floors, and we do it by telehealth with our sister hospital, uh, Haymarket Medical Center. Um, people often call the access team to see if we have bed availability. Um, to ask for advice. And so a lot of what that program does at times is provide information on what the services are, how you can access them, um, how's best to come in and start the process with our own emergency department. Um, and I think they do a lot of ed education because and I think Jennifer could speak to this as well. What's really interested in, interesting in behavioral health um, people outside of it tend to use terms interchangeably, and they very much mean something specific for us, right? So, you know, you have a patient say, I want to go to rehab. I want to go to your rehab down the hill, and they're referring to BHEP. Well, rehab to us is going to mean something like either a residential or maybe IOP. Our inpatient unit does detox, and that's completely separate from a rehab, right? detox, get you off of the substance safely, and then you follow up with your next level of treatment. Um, so it's a lot of times helping people understand what the different options are and what it sounds like they really need. So you're, you're doing a lot of back and forth and question and answer to kind of figure out how they're using the term and how you can best connect them to what they, they really seem to be needing at the time. And then for our intensive outpatient program, um, but probably the best way is just call Prince William Hospital, their main number, and you can get directed here um, to our department. Do you want the phone number? I don't know the, exactly. Yeah, what yeah. You... Okay, yeah, for our phone number for the intensive outpatient program, it's 703-369-8404. And people will call um, here not just to start the program, sometimes they don't know where to start, like Amy was yeah. saying. Maybe they're just like, help, my family member needs something. 
And so they can either make an appointment with us and we'll do an evaluation and help them determine maybe you just need to see a therapist once a week, or maybe you do need to go to a 30-day program or our program is a good fit. So often the evaluation is a really good starting place to help determine kind of where for them to start in that path to recovery. And let me throw out there the number for access as well. That's 703-369-8864. We usually have somebody there, um, especially during like prime business hours. We have a care specialist who answers the phone. Uh, And if someone for some reason isn't available, you are able to leave the message and a therapist will get back to you. And I live with uh, bipolar disorder too. And it took me a long time to, you know, say it publicly and all that. So what you guys do is so important. Uh, I thank you for that. Well, we're glad we're able to help and that you have found that treatment has made a positive difference. Thank you. People think that treatment is like a one-time thing, Mm -hmm. that you get it and everything should be fixed. Right. And um, for, you know, behavioral health and or substance abuse, it's often a process. Uh, We hear that a lot for patients, particularly with substance abuse sometimes. Right. There's a lot of down talking on themselves. Families like when you've done treatment and you're still messing up. There is no other condition where people expect you to get information one time, apply it perfectly and never have another problem. You wouldn't do it with diabetes, you wouldn't do it with COPD, but they do it with behavioral health. And having been here for so long, I've seen people over 15 years get better, right? It may not be instant, but where they are is so much further along. So that to me is a big piece that I really want to get out to people. It's not a one and done. It's not instantaneous. That a person needs more help does not mean that they're doing anything wrong right? Sometimes you need more, sometimes you need less, and that's not a bad thing. 